0: Second Chance Coaching. My name is Dr. Richard Lewis. If you'd be so kind as to leave me a rating and your feedback, I'd very much appreciate it as it will help dynamic people such as yourself optimally discover this podcast and add it to their library of favorite podcasts. As you know, at Second Chance Coaching, we focus on seeing everyday life through the eyes of the returning citizen and highlighting the resiliency of the human spirit. I'd love to work with you one-on-one, whether you're a returning citizen or or coaching clients seeking your second chance, or you're a representative of a business, college, or university seeking to integrate and support returning citizens in your organizational and learning environment. Please feel free to contact me via email at richard at secondchancecoaching.com or via Instagram at the Dr. Richard Lewis. I want to start off today's podcast episode by welcoming all our new listeners here and overseas to Second Chance Coaching. We have new overseas listeners from the country of India, and I want to say welcome, and we also want to express our most heartfelt prayers as we know that COVID-19 is spreading rapidly in your country, and we pray that this pandemic season for you ends sooner than later. We stand with you, we pray for you, and we hold firm on the faith that this will end soon. It's a difficult transition from such a somber note, but we will attempt to do so. This past weekend, I had the joy of seeing dear family while they were in town here in South Florida, and I certainly don't need to tell you the joy that is involved in spending time with family. I wanna say I love all of you guys very much, and it was such a joy to see you. Thank you for coming. Also, I wanna thank all of you in the listening audience for your continued support of the Nenandi Richard Lewis Memorial Scholarship. I am humbled and honored by the tremendous outpouring of love and support for the scholarship. Your love and your generosity will make the difference in a college student's life and academic journey, all inspired in love by Nanamdi's name. On behalf of myself, my family, and the students who will benefit from this love and support, I say thank you. Thank you very much. Well, this week concludes the spring term at the college I work at, and everything is coming down like a perfect storm. Classes are finishing up. I'm grading assignments and projects. I'm also monitoring enrollment for our upcoming summer and fall terms for our bachelor's programs. I'm also in the midst of tutoring students and working on their dissertation and theses, theses, graduate theses. I'm also working with coaching clients as well. Oh, but for one minute, if I could take another moment to be a proud papa, I wanna send a great big shout out and congratulations to my dear daughter, Julian, who this week will be graduating with her master's degree in curriculum and instruction. I am so proud of you as you've put in the work, you've maintained the focus, and now you get to celebrate your accomplishment. Due to COVID, there are no spectators allowed to your graduation ceremony, but I'll certainly be watching in live stream. And I will see you on Father's Day weekend. I love you always, baby girl. I'm so happy for you, congratulations. Okay. That's a lot going on in this season. There's so much going on, and we have to fit all of it in, in the time we all have every single day. And no matter what's going on, we all still have 24 hours in a given day. And it's up to us to maximize and optimize that time. When I was incarcerated and was and was settled into the facility that I spent the majority of my confinement, one of the routines was that we had a weekly meeting of our housing unit. One of the phrases that would always that I would always hear that always stuck when my mind stuck with me was to do your time, but do not let the time do you. So let me say that again. Do your time, but do not let the time do you. Being incarcerated and separated from family and loved ones is not fun, obviously. And your mind can easily take you away in a, into a negative place or a negative mindset. But the phrase from that housing unit meeting really resonated with me. And it made me say I was gonna make the best of my time. I was gonna do my time and optimize my second chance when I got home. And I believe I'm continuing to do that on my reentry journey. One of the ways to optimize one's time is to find and perfect your daily routine. When I was incarcerated, I would wake up, do my morning prayers, eat breakfast, work my morning assignments as a teaching assistant, have lunch, work my afternoon assignment in the printing press, have dinner, watch television, or read numerous books I had. And this is something I did pretty much every single weekday. And based on the books I had, I had plenty of Tom Clancy novels, business management books, had fiction books, nonfiction books, books on computers, motivational coaching books, so much stuff, so many books I had. And on the weekends, I would attend mass and bi weekly, mom would come to visit. And I would repeat the weekend and the weekday routine, not only to be successful in doing my time, but I was really planting the seeds for my successful reentry. So even now, as we come to the present day at the end of this academic term, there's so much going on. But even in the reentry journey, you have to do the time. Just like I had to do the time being away, I gotta do the time while I'm here now. And whether you're on a re-entry journey or on your own journey, you always have to do the time. When I teach classes, I always speak and utilize the tangible example of time management. And I always say, and I always write the number 24 on the board. And I say, 24 hours is what we all have in a day. So let's start with that. And let's, and let's subtract from the 24 hours that we have as far as the things that we need to do. So, subtracting from the 24 hours, let's assume that you have eight hours to sleep. You should sleep in an eight-hour time period. And then let's subtract that you have eight hours that you work in a given in a given day at your place of business. Or it could be more, depending on if you own your business or whatever it is that you do. But let's say for the purposes of the example, it's eight hours that you that you got to work. And then whether it's even I even find this whether it was pre-pandemic or even still now working remotely. You have two hours that you basically are getting ready when you wake up in the morning and, you tr- and you're commuting to work. So basically let's say that's two hours that you dedicate to doing that. Then on the way home, you have two hours to get home and you're basically decompressing from the day. During the week, after all of these hours, you only have four hours that are not accounted for. Those are the four hours that you have to yourself to use at your discretion. So think to yourself, and I said this to my class, what will you do with those four hours? Will you spend time with family? Do you go to school? Do you watch TV? Do you eat dinner? Do you read? What other activities are you doing? So at the end of the day, how are you doing your time? So let me say it again, how are you doing your time? After my mom passed, I had to do my time of living on my own. Of course, I would go to bereavement counseling. I increased my exercise routine. I was teaching my night classes. I even, for TV, I even cut the cable TV because it was just way too expensive. And I just went with streaming services. And then every night I would have a different theme night to keep my mind occupied. Maybe Friday night would be movie night. I would maybe in the middle of the week if there was a special at a local bar, I would have have a night to have food and drinks with different friends. On Monday night, I would go to the food trucks in downtown Hollywood and Young Circle. This is pre-pandemic. They would have those on Monday nights. So I would go there once a week. I would certainly keep up with my reading. And I was really trying to make the most of my four discretionary hours that I had per weekday. And of course, on the weekend, the beach was must, must weekend programming, of course. Since the onset of the pandemic, I'm now going on my 15th month, 15th consecutive month, 1-5, working from home. And I've adjusted my time to working remotely, doing new exercise routines, certainly still have theme nights, different theme nights. And of course, since, you know, we can't really get, we couldn't really get together with people in restaurants, I would be making more phone calls and exchanging more texts with family, friends, and loved ones. But ultimately, the success to optimizing your time management and the the success I had in optimizing my time management was to balance my daily routine. And and for you to balance your daily routine, use your smartphone to schedule everything, even preparation and drive times. I use my smartphone to even program in my breaks during the day. So when I want to get up and move around and really get my blood circulating to take away from screen time, not look at the screen all the time. I use my smartphone to schedule everything. Now, if you're one of the few people who, have, who don't have a smartphone, take out the old notebook, do the to-do list, write out the times and things of that nature, and always look at your to-do list all day so you really have a balance in optimizing your time schedule. And then another thing that I do is about every two to three weeks, I try to optimize the effectiveness by routine by going a little bit outside of my comfort zone. I'll incorporate new routine. I'll take on new projects, I'll do new to-dos, and then I keep it going, and I integrate it as part of my daily routine, and then I optimize that time continuously to get the most out of my four discretionary hours during the week. Even developing this podcast was something that took me out of my comfort zone. I didn't want to sit there and speak about my own personal experiences and be vulnerable and really take people on an inside journey of what it's like to be a returning citizen and going along your re-entry journey, but I felt like that's something I needed to do. It really called upon me to do it. I've certainly enjoyed doing it, and I hope you're enjoying it as well. That's a, that's a little bit of the alarm. I need to change the battery on the, uh, on the fire detector, so that went off. I apologize about that. But like I said, doing this podcast took me out of my comfort zone, and I've certainly enjoyed it, and I hope you're enjoying it as well. But since, once again, I talked about being that this is the end of the term, I just handed in my grade so so all of, my kid, all of my students pass, so I'm happy about that. But since it's the end of the term, usually we ask our colleagues, especially our faculty colleagues, that what will you do for the summer? Because some teach in the summer, some don't. Those of us in student services, we work all year. And even in the tail end of the pandemic in the United States, you know people are, with the tail end of the pandemic happening now in the United States people are now having more plans to optimize their time and optimize their lives they're, they're they're traveling to see family they're 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 doing they're taking on different projects they're doing different things to really occupy their time and to optimize their time and there's so much going on sometimes they don't have time to put everything down but I told them use your smartphone use the notebook get get the most out of your time because before you know it You'll wake up and say, it's the end of the summer and you don't even know what it is that you did. For me, this summer, I definitely plan to see my family. I plan to see my sister and my niece and plan to see Julian for for Father's Day weekend and, and really enjoy that time and can really enjoy that time with them and enjoy that time that you know I didn't have last summer to do. And of course, I'm incorporating at least one thing to step out of my comfort zone. So I'm happy to announce my new project that I'll be working on this summer will be to write a book. This will be my first book writing on my own. I'll definitely give you guys periodic updates on the progress of the book and what the book will be about as as I'm moving forward with the project. I'm putting the framework together now, and we'll definitely let you know when the book will be available for sale. Um, so I'll give you those periodic updates as well to keep me accountable to make sure I'm doing what it is that I'm supposed to do. And I definitely have brought in my accountability partners to. To keep me on path as far as getting this done. But it was funny. I was talking to one of my other friends and I was telling them, yeah, I want to get the book done by a certain amount of time to do this and do this and do that. And my friend Darren really gave me a great perspective. He said, look, you know, when you're creating something or creating a work of art or a work of literature, don't put any deadlines on it. Just go through the process, enjoy the journey. And then when, it, when it's going to get released, when it's supposed to be released, it'll be ready when it's supposed to be ready. And I appreciated that so much because, you know, when you're in an academic mindset, we always work with deadlines, like I have to do this by this time, this has to be done by that time, this has to be due by this time, and I only have a certain amount of time to do it. And he was saying, this is your project. So you make sure that you put all you can into it. And don't put a time frame on it. Just make sure that you put in the the work to make it quality done. And it'll be quality ready, and it'll be ready when it's supposed to be ready. So Darren, thank you so much for that advice. I embraced it and I will certainly roll with it to make this project a labor of love that oh, when it comes out that people could see the love that I put in, put into it and it speaks love into them as well. So that'll be how I continue to optimize my reentry time management. So think about it. How will you optimize yours? How will you optimize your reentry time management? How will you optimize your time management in your journey? I know you have something great that's in store. It's something great that's going on right now. And how are you gonna make that time to make it happen? I'd love to hear about it. I'd love to hear about what you got going on. And I'd love for you to share your journey with me. As always, I'd, I'd love to work with you one-on-one. I'd love to work with you as a returning citizen. If you wanna just be a coaching client or you're representative of a business or college or university, I'd love to work with you in, in, in supporting you or supporting the returning citizens in your learning or organizational environment. Feel free to contact me anytime via email at richard@secondchancecoaching.com at or via Instagram at the Doctor Richard Lewis. Remember, you've been blessed to see this new day, new moment, new minute, new second. You've been blessed to see it. That means you've been blessed with your second chance. So it's certainly up to you to make the best of it. I love you all. Take care, and we'll talk again next week.